Hello, welcome to Daily Prayer today for August 18th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord's unfailing love and mercy never cease, fresh as the morning and sure as the sunrise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. God of all glory, we give you thanks that through the gift of baptism, we have been crucified with Christ and united with him in resurrection. By the power of your Holy Spirit, let our lives proclaim the good news that we are dead to sin and alive to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are um, Psalm 15 and 147, verses 1 through 11, 2 Samuel 18, 19 through 33, Acts 23, verse 23 through 35, and Mark 12, 13 through 27. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 15. O Lord, who may abide in your tent? who may dwell in your holy hill. Those who walk blamelessly and do what is right and speak the truth from their heart, who do not slander their tongue and do no evil to their friends, nor take up a reproach against their neighbors, in whose eyes the wicked are despised, but who honor those who fear the Lord, who stand by their oath even to their hurt, and do not lend money at interest, and do not take a bribe against the innocent. Those who do these things shall never be moved. Psalm 147, 1-11 Praise the Lord! How good it is to sing praises to our God! For God is gracious, and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. God gathers the outcast of Israel. God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God determines the number of the stars. God gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. God's understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. God casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. God covers the heavens with clouds, prepares rain for the earth, makes grass grow on the hills. God gives to the animals their food, and to the young ravens when they cry. God's delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor God's pleasure in the speed of a runner, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear God, in those who hope in God's steadfast love. 2 Samuel 18, 19-33 Then Ahimaaz, son of Zadok, said, Let me run and carry tidings to the king that the Lord has delivered him from the power of his enemies. Joab said to him, You are not to carry tidings today. You may carry tidings another day, but today you shall not do so because the king's son is dead. Then Joab said to a Cushite, Go, tell the king what you have seen. The Cushite bowed before Joab and ran. Then Ahimaaz, son of Zadok, said again to Joab, Come what may, let me also run after the Cushite. And Joab said, 
Why will you run, my son, seeing that you have no reward for the tidings? Come what may, he said, I will run. So he said to him, Run. Then Ahamaz ran by the way to the plain and outran the Cushite. Now David was sitting between the two gates. The sentinel went up to the roof of the gate by the wall, and when he looked up, he saw a man running alone. The sentinel shouted and told the king. The king said, If he is alone, there are tidings in his mouth. He kept coming and drew near. Then the sentinel saw another man running, and the sentinel called to the gatekeeper and said, See, another man running alone. The king said, He also brings tidings. The sentinel said, I think the running of the first one is like the running of Ahimaaz, son of Zadok. The king said, He is a good man and comes with good tidings. Then Ahimaaz cried out to the king, All is well! He prostrated himself before the king with his face to the ground and said, Blessed be the Lord your God who has delivered up the men who raised their hand against my lord the king. The king said, It is well with the young man Absalom. Ahimaaz answered, When Joab sent your servant, I saw a great tumult, but I do not know what it was. The king said, Turn aside and stand here. So he turned aside and stood still. Then the Cushite came, and the Cushite said, Good tidings for my lord the king, for the Lord has vindicated you this day, delivering you from the power of all who rose up against you. The king said to the Cushite, Is it well with the young man Absalom? The Cushite answered, May the enemies of my lord the king and all who raise, rise up to do your harm may be like that young man. The king was deeply moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, he said, O oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would I had died instead of you, O oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Acts 23, verses 23 through 35. Then he summoned, this is the um, head of the Roman legion at this point. Then he summoned two of the centurions and said, Get ready to leave by nine o'clock tonight for Caesarea with 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, and 200 spearmen. Also provide mounts for Paul to ride and take him safely to Felix the governor. He wrote a letter to this effect. Claudius Lysias, to his excellency, the governor Felix, greetings. This man was seized by the Jews and was about to be killed by them, but when I had learned that he was a Roman citizen, I came with the guard and rescued him. Since I wanted to know the charge for which they accused him, I had him brought to their council. I found that he was accused concerning questions of their law, but was charged with nothing deserving death or imprisonment. When I was informed that there would be a plot against the man, I sent him to you at once, ordering his accusers also to state before you what they have against him. So the soldiers, according to their instructions, took Paul and brought him during the night to Antipatris. The next day they let the horsemen go with, on with him while they returned to the barracks. When they came to Caesarea and delivered the letter to the governor, they presented Paul also before him. On reading the letter, he asked what province he belonged to, and when he learned that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will give you a hearing when your accusers arrive. Then he ordered that he be kept under guard in Herod's headquarters.
and from Mark 12, 13 through 27. Then they sent to Jesus some Pharisees and some Herodians to trap him in what he said. And they came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and show deference to no one. For you do not regard people with partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? Should we pay them or should we not? But knowing their hypocrisy, Jesus said to them, Why are you putting me to the test? Bring me a denarius and let me see it. And they brought one. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Jesus said to them, Give to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. And they were utterly amazed at him. Some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first married, and when he died, left no children. And the second married her and died, leaving no children. And the third, likewise, none of the seven left children. Last of all, the woman herself died. In the resurrection, whose wife will she be? For the seven have married her. Jesus said to them, Is not this the reason you are wrong, that you neither know the scriptures nor the power of God? For when they raise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses in the story about the bush how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? He is God not of the dead, but of the living. You are quite wrong. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, once again, a messenger is sent to David and uh, with news that his enemy has been killed. Now, just a refresher of what has happened all of those times. When he heard that um, Saul and Jonathan were dead, he had the messenger killed. So now these ones, they come to, to tell him the news, and we have Ahamaz, and he seems to know the story. He knows exactly what happens to these messengers. And so he's actually using it as this way to sort of heighten his power, it seems like. So he asks Joab to go and, and tell the news of the defeat of Absalom. And Joab says, no, you could go any other day, but not today because the king's son is dead. Joab knows exactly what the... Um, or thinks he knows what David's response is going to be. So he sends a Cushite, a foreigner, to, to go and run and tell the news. And Ahmaz says, please let me go, and he outruns him. So when they get to the gate where David has been staying, Ahmaz is the first one and says, hey, everything's going well with the battle. And David says, how about Absalom? Do you know anything about Absalom? And he says, I don't know. There was a big scuffle, but it looks like things are going well. And then the Cushite comes and says, hey, everything's going great. Okay, do you know anything about Absalom? He says, yes, absolutely. I hope all of your enemies face the same uh, fate that Absalom has. So David knows that Absalom is dead. 
And David, unlike what maybe we've seen before, is struck down. This is not unlike what we've seen before, but he does not kill anyone about it. He just goes and grieves because this is his son. It's a deeply moving scene. He grieves over his son. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. In Acts, we continue on with the story, Saul, or Paul, excuse me, um, there has been this plot against him that they're going to try to kill him. And so the Romans are actually sending him to Felix, who is the governor at the time, sends him under guard and sends this letter saying, this was a man who uh, we saved from some of this Jewish mob. Um, He is a Roman citizen, and so we wanted to find out what was going on. It turns out it's something about their law and that sort of thing. We haven't seen anything that he needs to be punished or imprisoned and certainly not put to death. So, um, but we also heard about this plot. So we're sending him to you um, to figure out what's going on. And we're going to let the Sanhedrin, the, the Jewish authorities, know that they need to go and talk to you and, and make the case against him. So. Saul and and all of these go to Caesarea, and Paul is now going to be in prison there at, at the capital, sort of local capital of Caesarea for a little while. In fact, there will be another governor before he leaves. Um, but this is going to give him a chance to proclaim the gospel before others. So we'll see how that turns out. Then Jesus is continued to be um, questioned by the authorities. This time there's um, Pharisees and some scribes, and they come to him and ask him about taxes. This is one of those questions that really either way, there's there's not a great answer. If Jesus says, no, you shouldn't pay taxes, then Rome's not going to be too happy about that. Um, If he says that, yes, you should pay taxes, then the, um, the priest can kind of get him on a technicality. Well, he reasons his way out of this, asks them to, to show him a coin. They show a coin that is the official Roman coin, which technically they're not really supposed to have in the temple um, because it's a graven image. He says, you know, what, whose face is it? And they say Caesar's. And he says, okay, we'll give to Caesar what is Caesar's. If you um, have enough allegiance to Caesar that you're carrying his money around, then give to Caesar the things that are due to Caesar. But give to God the things that are due to God. What is Caesar's authority in relation to God's authority? So in many ways, this is a reminder of do we... Play, pay respects and um, taxes and attention and allegiance to our leaders? Yeah, we do. Um, even when we disagree with them? Yeah, sometimes, most of the time even. Are there points at which we you know, need to be conscientious, conscientious objectors when we need to, um, you know, speak truth to power, to, to stand up for what we believe? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that we just sort of throw everything out. Um, that our ultimate allegiance, our highest allegiance is to God. 
And so in those times when our sort of local allegiance is in um, in opposition to God, then we go with God. But that there are roles for the state. There are roles for the government in which we live, um, and God has instituted those things. The uh, Barman de- Declaration is a great one. It's a great statement about that there are certain realms in which you know the state, the government has its role and is given to it by God. Now, when it oversteps that bounds, then we say something, right? But otherwise, there's a purpose for this, and God has instituted these things. Um, that's challenging, especially when we didn't vote for the person, you know, in a democracy, when we don't vote for the person who is in charge, or we disagree with them ideologically. It's a, a lot harder <laughs> to give respect and honor. Um, and yet that's part of our call, as difficult as that might be. So those are our readings for today. Um, let's go ahead and join together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the mission and ministry of the church. Every service that proclaims your love. The people and relationships that sustain us. Our calling to daily discipleship. Signs of new life and hope. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for this day, for the joy God gives us, for the blessings of time and talent, of money and resources, of technology. Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. The stewardship and healing of creation. Friends and family members. Neighbors in special need. All who serve your mission in the world. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for the family and friends of Joe's daughter-in-law who passed away suddenly. For Donald and Deborah, friends of Bill's. Deborah's in the middle stages of Alzheimer's. For Joan and Keith, 
former co-workers of Bill's, Joan has many health problems, and Keith is her primary caregiver. We pray for Louisa, Linda's granddaughter, who's gotten RSV. For Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's, who is back in the hospital with kidney failure. For Deborah, who continues to heal with, uh, from hip replacement surgery, as well as a broken rib and hand pain because of arthritis. We also pray for Joy, a former play school teacher who is beginning chemo for colon cancer. We lift up, of course, the people of Afghanistan and the people of Haiti uh, recovering from an earthquake. Eternal God, our beginning and our end, be our starting point and our haven, and accompany us in this day's journey. Use our hands to do your creation and use our lives to bring others the new life you give this world in Jesus Christ, Redeemer of all. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now the grace of God be with us all now and always. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you so much. Have a very blessed day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.